0: Tonight, though, 9 o'clock at the Col Center, 9 p.m. tip, mm-hmm. the Badgers versus Eastern Illinois. Basketball, baby. Yeah, That, that, that was
1: a 65-52 game last year. Uh, Eastern Illinois actually bringing back almost their whole team. Uh, but the difference is the leading scorer for the Badgers, gone. His name is Kobe King. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, and yeah, that's people forget. But no, well, Micah Potter. From, the, from that game, and Micah Potter didn't play. So... Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what goes down. You expect this Badger team to play more like they did uh, at the end of the season last year, and uh, you don't want it to be as close as the the thirteen point game it was, <laughs> right? You know, and you even say that that sounds closer than it actually is. You know, when you say sixty five fifty two, you're like, oh, that's well. I was looking at
2: the the spread for the game. It's nineteen and a half for Wisconsin, obviously. And I kind of did the same thing. I go, man, you would think, like, Wisconsin would be able to go out there and beat this team by 30. But then normally you see these early exhibition-type games. Mm -hmm. Because I know it's not an exhibition, but it's pretty much an exhibition. Yeah. And you go, they somehow only win them by, like, teens.
0: Right. And like I Greg Gard just doesn't want to hurt the other team's feelings. He's like, all right, guys, let's bring it back a little bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Hey, guys, it's. It's time for our five-minute lull. Yeah, yeah. Just, guys. Just just ease up a little bit. All right. <laughs> don't don't score for the next four and a half minutes. Well, the game is
0: on um, BTN, right? Yeah, I th- BTN's got. I think the Badgers complete the six. I think there's six games. Yeah, they games. start at
1: noon today. I think
0: six. Yeah, and then so the ba- or maybe I, two something like that. I think the Badgers watch them get pushed back to like nine. Watch like there's a couple overtime games oh, yeah. or something. They you get know, back to like nine thirty. You know, that it's going to be like, hey, Ed, we're delaying the tip. Ah, God. At
2: least the crowd won't be uh, upset that they're getting home so late. That's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no, they're already upset. They have to stay up till nine.
0: Well, I mean, okay. A lot of well, some of the some of the older crowd that usually at the Kohl Center that you know doesn't make too much noise, they're probably a little upset. But I think you got to think maybe some of the younger crowd who usually would be out getting getting absolutely annihilated the night before Thanksgiving at their uh, impromptu high school reunion at their hometowns aren't going to be doing that. Well, I assume some still would be, but instead you just stay home and watch the badgers and get annihilated or go home and watch the badgers yeah or go on. yeah
1: like what are we going to do later. depending on what I mean, Rowdy you, you feel you can do
0: what's the spread <laughs> of the game tonight 19 and that's what it is that's yeah. what it's
2: currently at yeah judas
0: and then yeah nelson was but saying that honestly like not knowing
1: anything and knowing eastern illinois is returning a good majority of their team i think i might take eastern illinois Stop.
0: We don't bet against our teams But for being the first I'm not betting on them to lose I know but you're still taking Eastern Illinois I said I might RJ, do you know how Greg Gard said the other day? We're. Sick. I'm with
2: you. That's why it's hey, not going to be in the action. Right.
0: Zone. Greg Gard said the other day, we're <laughs> sick of playing each other. We can't stand looking at each other anymore. They're going to go out there and see Eastern Illinois and just see red. So what if? Well, and, they well, look at the, they're blue. I, I, no, but it's the same. They see red. <laughs> well, it's if the they same. see red, I mean, the same. they're looking at each and other. And then they're going to just throttle Eastern. I'll I'll take him. I'll take him to cover that spread. <laughs> I'll take him to cover it. All right, we got the well, action. I think zone.
2: everyone in their right mind says. Badgers should win this game by 20-plus, but then they always play these type of games, and it's always 12, 15, 17.
1: (laughs) I mean, you unveil your Final Four banner, and then you go out and lose. Yeah, that was tough. That wasn't the same team. This is the same team! Yeah. I mean, Kobe King, he made the team better once he left. Do they unveil the Big Ten championship banner?
0: Well or do you
1: you take it one or step I'm sorry do they don't the do national... ban- they don't do banners anymore. Are they going to put the little number up on the uh... Well don't forget Greg Guard came, <laughs> <we> <laughs> came on these airwaves.
2: Do we do co-champs?
0: Greg Guard came on these airwaves. Well, I was this I had a perfect promo all lined up in my head I was say Greg Guard came on these airwaves and proclaimed themselves national champions. Do they unfold the national champions ba- banner up there? No, but now the promo's
1: ruined. Nothing. Nothing. You don't stoop to uh, Scott Frost levels. Nothing reaffirmed that.
0: Um, RJ, they won in the ESPN, won over BYU. Yep. Greg Gard came on these airwaves. It's not official. And he claimed that themselves is. national champions. Yep. And then in another po- uh, a poll that we had, yeah. we did our own March Madness bracket, and the Badgers won again. That's three times. All right. He's won three times the national championship. This is what we do. We make a own
1: national championship banner. We'll make two of them. One to hang in here. We'll send one to the basketball offices, and we'll see what they do with it. <laughs> okay, I'm down with that. We'll just put it in their hands. I'm guessing that's going
0: to be like, uh,
1: I'll be checking around, the
2: trash around the cold center yeah. daily.
0: <laughs> Greg this? Gard would not do that to us. He would not do that to us. He proclaimed himself a national champ on these airwaves. Saw that. So we'll hang oh, one in here, that. we'll hang one in here, and we'll send one to him. And then we'll have Nelson do steak out by the dumpster. No, you down to that. That's gonna be a
1: package that's probably not even opened.
3: Nelson's gonna be like, <laughs> "Hey, that looks old like the PSA package of
1: the, the crying Native American watching it go into the trash
0: can. Yeah, Wisconsin basketball, nine o'clock tip at the Kohl Center. Eastern Illinois. The, I just can't believe the gamut they're running through on the was it the Big Ten Network? Right, six. I think it's six games. Leading up to the Badgers' 9 o'clock tip against Eastern Illinois, they conclude the six-game uh, sprint to the finish line. I don't think it's going to be at 9 o'clock. I think it's going to be a little later. I guarantee there's going to be a team that's going to overtime or something. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your mouth and you're talking to me. All right, so what do we expect tonight? What's the line, Rowdy? 19, was it? 19 and a half. 19 and a half. Yeah, if you can
1: uh, make it till 11 o'clock this morning. Ooh, it was going to be 7, but uh, Drexler and Penn State got... Post-ball. Oh, if it wasn't oh, for the hell of a game
2: between Drexler and Penn State, I'll tell Drexler.
1: you Drexler. Oh, dude. All right, so what do we expect tonight, Evo, man? are you sure you want to say
2: you think a game's going to go to overtime?
0: Well, there's six of them. I mean,
2: it's Nebraska okay, so we... and okay, McNeese yeah. State.
0: Okay,
2: what's the docket tonight in the Big Ten 11 network? o'clock this morning. Nebraska and McNeese State. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that's not... North Carolina. Okay, those are really two bad <laughs> yeah. teams going at it. They could go into overtime.
2: North Carolina A&T against Illinois. Mm-hmm.
1: Illinois State, Ohio State, that Old hit? Dominion, Maryland. Well, Illinois State, Ohio State's on ESPN. Oh, I'm just
2: I'm just running down just all the Big Ten games.
1: Well, do we want to do the ones on BTN that'll affect the? Do you have who, all right. Who's got what? Okay, so uh, both. Yeah, North <laughs> North Carolina A and T. Wait, Illinois. what's the what's the first game? Uh, Nebraska McNeese State.
0: Okay, they're both terrible teams. Then, They'll probably end somehow. Go to overtime. They'll probably go to double overtime. Yeah, then, as
1: bad as Nebraska is,
2: yeah. McS2, McNeese State is worse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> then you have the <laughs> North Carolina A
1: T versus Illinois.
2: Illinois will win um, in regulation. Now the heavy hitters What's hit. N-C-C-U? It's NCCU. It's, it's North Carolina Central. Oh, they're oh. a powerhouse. They're taking Iowa. on Iowa.
1: Iowa will win in regulation. And then Eastern Michigan versus Michigan State. Michigan State will win in regulation, and then Tennessee Tech versus Indiana. Indiana, then, Indiana will win in regulation. Then you get to Wisconsin, and then on BTN Plus, if you got that, you could watch. Uh, what's SHU? Uh, versus
3: Rutgers. Sacred,
1: it's Sacred Sacred Heart, sacred Heart. Sacred Heart University. I, see, I just have letters. I don't. I can't even read hey, that logo. I and heard then, they got uh, a stacked squad this year. Green Bay at Minnesota. That those two are on BTN Plus. So. UW Green Bay, the Phoenix at Minnesota, and yeah.
2: unfortunately Northwestern and Prairie View A and M was canceled.
1: Oh, shucks. Where's that one? I don't even see that one on here. Because well, it, it was canceled. canceled. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, so there, we got it's potential listed as canceled
0: on my thing. I think there's potential for one overtime game,
1: and I'm that a, was I'm
0: gonna go with zero, where? and that's yeah. Nebraska versus who's Nebraska playing? McNeese you State. You think McNeese State? Dude, Nebraska's bad. But McNeese State, is, to your point, is worse. Why are you talking like McNeese State is good? Rowdy, are <laughs> you uh, confusing me? Are you confusing me with I was talking about McNeese State being good? They're both terrible teams. Okay, maybe. We'll see. I'm going to look Mc-
2: McNeese State up. The Cowboys.
1: But when you only have two hours between start times of games, it's definitely going to be later than nine.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, usually before Thanksgiving, you would go out to the bars you would have your impromptu high school reunion. You know, you'd come back home. You'd be like, "Oh, there's Jeff. Yeah, he hasn't left that bar stool in fifteen years." Oh, hey, <laughs> nice to see you, buddy. Not to be confused with the other Jeff that we know, <laughs> or Jeffrey Jeffrey. Oh, but yeah, but true. yes. Um, instead of going out to the bars, which you can't really do, you can stay up late and have your own impromptu party. Because at my house, the bartender pours a nice drink, a real strong drink. And, I he's, heard and he, doesn't, he doesn't. require tips. A little
1: bit of an a-hole, though.
0: He, depending on how much brandy you get into him, <laughs> then he gets a little surly. Yes, but the drink, the drinks are cheap, and the bartender is always very attentive. That's good. You serve an ice house these days. The only time I ever had an ice house is when we bought it before. Uh, what
1: about beer thirty?
0: I haven't had beer Never thirty. Had one. <laughs> I haven't had beer thirty since like 2000 and 2006. And beer
1: thirty was like pretty watered down, and then they came out with beer thirty light. (laughs) Oh my god! It's like a can of dust. Just add more water. Yeah, (laughs) I I think it was like these. You know how like beer companies are starting to come out with water. I think it was that before anything.
0: Yikes! So yeah, stay up late tonight because you know nine o'clock allegedly is the first tip for Wisconsin versus Eastern Illinois. But you guys were talking that you wouldn't even take the Badgers in the points. Uh, because they're favored by 19 and a half, because Wisconsin always kind of plays these teams in the lower
1: teams. I'll be happy if they cover. I'm just probably not going to bet on it.
2: Yeah, it's just not a bet that I'm looking to make.
1: Right. Especially. Well, it's, especially a, lot of, it's
2: a lot of points to swallow. 19 and a half before you see anything. Like would I be surprised if they won the game by thirty?
0: No, no, no. But would I be surprised if they won the game by fifteen? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. It's well, they're returning. They're returning so many. It's. It's. They're returning all the seniors, you know, besides one, mm-hmm. or everyone's. A, they're returning everyone besides one who is a senior. No offense to uh, the guy that got one two points at the end of the last game. What the hell was his name again? Uh, was that Walt something? Walt?
2: No, 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 no. Oh. Michael Ballard. Yeah, Ballard. Oh, Ballard. No offense to Ballard. Please, please don't. Disrespect uh Walt Mc- Magrary, The guy yeah. that actually played a little yeah, bit. Don't Sorry. disrespect him.
0: <laughs> Sorry everybody. You got, you got a full season now actually of played. <laughs> you got a full season now of Micah Potter. Kobe King's no longer on the team, and we all saw what happened when Micah Potter finally was able to play and Kobe King was off the team. Yep. And you got all this experience coming back and you have the well, I, I gotta imagine we're gonna see some of these new recruits coming in because I would well, hope I would hope in garbage time you'd see some of these guys.
2: You know, when you're cruising on Twitter and you see some people tweeting out It was during their, was it the red and white scrimmage? Yeah. They had that. There was one tweet that I saw where, I can't remember who it was, so forgive me, I can't cite my source here, but he was talking about things that he learned from the red and white scrimmage, and it was these seniors, they're ready. They're ready to go, they're ready for the season, they have some... uh, I don't want to say pent up rage, but
0: well, no, I know <laughs> what you're saying, but they're ready to go. Like Greg Gard, have... Gard said it. Greg Gard said in his press conference the other day. He's like, "We're sick of looking at each other. We're sick of playing against each other. It's time to get some fresh blood in here." And they feel like they have something to prove. Yes. And then he goes. Then you look at it was the
2: seniors have something to prove. Micah Potter's playing a full season this year, and his last thing was the Davis brothers can shoot. Yeah. Yep. Now, now we know that it's a it's a senior laden team. They really only lost one player, though they lost two. But they still brought in a pretty good recruiting class. You have people like uh, Wall, who will be coming back freshman next year. You hope he can grow his game. Yep. And then if the freshman, incoming freshman can give you anything, you're already a, a heavy upperclassman team yep. with a bunch of seniors. This team should be ready to go. In theory, they should beat Eastern Illinois by 30. But we'll see how it goes tonight.
0: Hey, yeah, we'll see how but- it goes. We'll see how it goes, folks. It's the first game in uh, quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. We've arrived. We have finally arrived. Jim Morrison in the doors. It's the backdoor man. Usually there's some Foo Fighters playing. But sorry, Barry, when uh, Mark Strobel's on, i got to play the doors. we got to keep the theme going. Usually when Barry just joins us as Foo Fighters, but we get the two, I go doors. We welcome in Wisconsin hockey legend Barry Richter and another legend himself, Wisconsin hockey associate head coach Mark Strobel. Good morning, boys. How we doing?
4: Good morning, Good on, boys. Good morning. Good morning, boys. How you doing? I
0: am. I am fired up, guys. I was watching that Badger hockey team last night, and uh, let's just say my gravy juices are flowing. How how we doing today, boys? Strobel, let's start with you. How you doing?
5: Well, anytime you win like that and sweep the team, you're doing great. Uh, really uh, happy for our guys, and um, man, I, I thought it was a very physical series again, and we stepped up to the. Uh, to the challenge, and you know, without uh, uh, Vice and, and Holloway being gone, uh, we needed guys to step up, and they did. So, I was uh, really happy for our team, and I thought uh, we, you know, we had timely uh, goaltending when we needed it for sure, and, and guys fed off that, and we got the sweep.
0: Uh, Strobo, we're gonna dive into this, but first, I gotta say hi to my man Richter. Barry, how are we doing today, my man?
4: Evo, doing great, man. It's just been uh, it's been a good week here. I mean, uh, we talked last Thursday, and then all of a sudden we had four Badger hockey games. I'm loving it.
1: It's almost like the <laughs> NHL bubble all over again.
5: All right, great. We've got, we got more coming with the Sun Devils, yeah. you know, on Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah, it just it keeps rolling, man. It's good stuff.
0: All right, Strobes, let's talk about it real quick. So um, I don't want to really talk about Michigan too much, but I did see you on the broadcast, and I, I texted my man Barry. I said the only thing missing with Strobel on the Big Ten Network sharing his thoughts was we needed Barry Rigner alongside of him <laughs> to share his thoughts. How nice was it to put the, the series against uh, Michigan to bed and then to go out there, win 6-3 to three against Penn State, and then 7-3 to three last night over uh, the Nittany Lions?
5: Yeah, you know, you learn from every weekend and, and you have to as a, as coaches and then, you know, uh pass it along to the players and make sure that they're understanding uh what went right and what needed to be corrected and you know, I thought we played hard against Michigan, but they're a very talented team and you can't you can't give up uh, you know, D zone coverages against them. You can't uh you know, um lose on the special teams or they'll beat you and, you know, I look forward to getting a crack back at them and Ann Arbor for sure. And yeah. hopefully it's our full healthy team with Bice and Holloway. You know, we're, we're some really good offensive weapons for us, but you know, again, mental toughness is part of life. It's part of, uh, you know, rebounding. And I thought we did that against Penn state and you got to shelf the, uh, Michigan series cause it's over can anything about it. And we needed the two wins to, to stay in the hunt and to stay on the top of the lead, uh, you know, uh, in in the Big Ten, and and we did that. And again, I thought we exposed their goaltending early. Um, we had seen them on film against Minnesota, and and they had lost a senior last year in Peyton Jones, who was very good. And you know, you expose the weak spots, and then you keep uh, keep going at them, and we did, and, and, again, another physical series, and I thought a guy stepped up to the occasion very well.
0: Hell, yeah, they did. I was looking, I'm looking at this picture right here on Badger uh, Men's Hockey on Twitter strobes. I see uh, the hat trick tonight for Cole Caulfield, and Caulfield celebrating it in the back. Caulfield so good that two Nittany Lions checked each other into the glass in the back of that picture. Cole Caulfield just <clears throat> built different strobes. Uh, now, I said this stat, and, and Richter... Te- uh, texted me. He's like, I don't know about your stat, Ebo. It said, Cole Caulfield's hat trick tonight makes him the first Badger since Robbie Earle, 2003 to 2006, to have two hat tricks in a UW career. And Barry, explain to the people what you texted me.
4: Well, yeah, and, and the way you said it, and RJ piped in as I was listening to you guys on the drive-in. <laughs> you know, he was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> well, and, but oh, sorry, but, RJ,
1: I guess he did miss... When he originally said it, he missed
4: the word since.
0: My apologies, yeah, yeah. my apologies, Barry. I didn't want to slight you. Your hat tricks, bro. How many hat tricks have you got in your career, Barry?
4: I had three, man. I'm like, I don't know, yeah, I had three, dude. So uh, I didn't mean anyways, to offend
0: but, you so early in the morning, Barry.
4: No, oh, you know, I, listen, I'm paying attention early morning, people. <laughs> you can't, you can't put that by me. But uh, RJ was on top of it; he knew. But yeah, since Robbie Earl, that that makes sense. I mean, uh, I haven't had a lot of hat tricks, and it's just good. I mean, you see Cole Caulfield. it is great to to get, have him get on the board. You know, he's a shooter. Um, he's got a leap shot as you just saw, and uh, and he just picks it, and he's, it, it's unbelievable the velocity of it. But as I texted, Stroh's uh, over the course of the last couple of games, it's just really good to get secondary scoring. And in that, I mean, you got guys like you know Sam Stangy, you got uh, you know you got Brock Caulfield, who I think has stepped up unbelievable in terms of having the two top centermen out. And a lot of people don't know that, and Coach Stroh is going to downplay it, but. When you have Dylan Holloway, who's a first-rounder, he's uh, he's trying out for Team Canada and won't be around. And then you lose Ty Bice uh, to an awful hit, which should have been a five-minute major, by the way. That Mm -hmm. should have been a five-minute major, and we got totally wronged on that deal um, against Michigan. And that that changed the game, in my opinion. I mean, if we had a five-minute major, we could have been back in that game. So... Um you know, a lot of guys stepping up, which is great to see. A lot of different scoring from different people, uh, freshmen, sophomores, getting a little stronger. It's just great. It's just fun uh, Fun watching this team.
0: It's very fun watching. Barry Richter and Mark Strobel joining us right now, talking Wisconsin hockey. They just completed the sweep over the Nittany Lions. Strobes, looking at this team, the vibe just seems different. How does how this team compare, you know, vibe-wise and how they're gelling on the ice compared to kind of last year?
5: Well, it's a great question. And, again, I, I – I think you can see it. I hope the people uh, certainly that watch the games can see it. You know, we're a team. We're, we're unselfish. I think, our, I think we had 32 block shots uh, last night. And, you know, guys are willing to pay the price for each other. And when you have that in any organization, whether it's a job, a business, uh, you know, a, a school environment, uh, anything you do, um, you, you have an opportunity then to have success. And I think our guys have been very unselfish. Uh, Robbie Badun has come in as a 24-year-old you know, veteran, a leader. He's doing a master's program. Um, he, he's a bright kid, and, and he has really kind of set the foundation from the net out for us, which I think we've desperately needed for the last few years, and you can definitely see it now where guys expect him to make a save. He does, and we can transition and turn off of that, and we can live to play another day. And so now you're willing to sacrifice for each other. You're playing with more confidence because the puck's not in your net, and you're down one or two to nothing, and you're playing catch-up, and uh, that's one thing, um, you know, that I've really been uh, excited and impressed about with this group. The other part is the leadership, you know, uh, Tarek Baker, and Inamoto and Emerson, and Vice and, and have all, you know, just said team first mentality. It's got to be about Wisconsin, and um, to me, again, that that's carried over in how we play, and guys are you know, they're battling for each other. They're throwing body checks for each other. They're blocking shots for each other. They're going to the net for each other. Um, you know, they're holding each other accountable on the bench, and it's been fun to see. And the Barry's point, you know, it, it's you, you got to have guys that step up, right? If, if you're saying, hey, coach, I want to play, and when's it my turn? And, well, you get a few guys out that are key players for you and guys have stepped up, um, th- that's being a team as well. And, and guys like Mersh have done it. I, th- I think our defensemen have been much more stout playing defense this year and not trying to to jump in the rush and, and to, uh, again, m- make things happen when they don't have to. you got to organically let things happen and trust your teammates. Well,
0: s- s- uh, speaking of making things happen, man, that first game against Penn State, six goals in 20 shots? What was, Did you put something in their water strobes? Did, what, like, what was going on? <laughs> six goals in 20 shots? That's insane.
5: Yeah, it's called aiming juice. Uh, but, you know, I, I do that oh, with yeah, my do golf that on the golf course, sometime, but it but never it works out.
0: Yeah. Um,
5: <laughs> My aiming no, juice
0: on the, on the golf course never works for me, Stroms. I need to get some of yours. Yeah.
5: No, I think what, what we did is we, we know Penn State's game from having played them now, you know, year after year, and all they do is funnel pucks at the net. They, uh, you know, a, a dump in for, for them from the red line on net is, is, you know, uh, the way they play, and they're hoping to get a rebound. They're hoping to attack from all angles, and they're just throwing pucks and funneling to the blue paint and trying to get rebound goals. So – once you kind of weather that and you can transition a little bit, then you have to really be good on the boards. Uh, we had really good support over and under, and it was just a matter of time where we felt like strategically we could break them down, and, and we did, and we capitalized on a few opportunities. But, again, uh, you know, you feel like their weakness could be their goaltending this year. We We saw it. We exposed it. And as you guys mentioned earlier, you know, Cole Coffee hadn't scored in the first, you know, four games and you're going, oh man, you know, uh, eventually he's going to break out and you just, you know, it's like a baseball hitter, you know, you're just not feeling the curveball yet. And then once you line it, line it up, uh, you're hitting home runs. And so for him to get off this night and bury a few this weekend really helps too. But again, you, you got to ca- capitalize when you can. I think the power play has been good. Um, I think we have scored, uh, you know, six games in a row and, those are key elements as Barry can attest to, and anybody watching college hockey, when you break really things down, you gotta win the special teams, you gotta win the goaltending battle, and then you gotta, you know, you gotta eat some rubber a little bit and you gotta also win some face offs to clear pucks out and, and in the timely situations you gotta make sure that you're 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 you know, out smarting and out physically, uh, you know, doing your opponent to to get the victory and the seal. You know, uh, wins. And that's what we've done lately.
0: Strobes, so I don't want to like jump ahead in your career or anything, but are you, are you vying for like a nice little broadcaster's job when this is all
5: said? Uh, I mean, well, before I got back into coaching, I was with the Big Ten Network for three years uh, <laughs> doing the ringside reporting. So it was trial by fire. But, you know, Barry and I could maybe eventually in our in our moonlight years maybe do a TV show here in Madison with a. Oh, yeah. would be like the Red Bull sponsor or Monster Energy or Bang Energy or something. Well, oh, dude, i do it. i live do it. A wine deal,
0: Uh, yeah, totally. What you said, uh, Thanksgiving, nice, a nice little
5: cab. Was it a nice little cabaret for you, Strobel? Oh, Oh, yeah, I said, I think we'll do a cab for sure, and definitely a red blend. You know, we're definitely gonna blend it up this, this, but I really like the gravy boat idea, too. I'm the same way, man. Uh, (laughs) it's gonna be a big ship because you got to put gravy on everything. I might put gravy in the wine this year, no
0: doubt. (laughs) (laughs) You can start your own Strobel brand of wine, a little gravy in it. Uh, I got a question here from a super fan we got on Twitch. Um, he says, I got a question, and Barry, you could chime in as a you know, defensive player that you are in Strobes as well because obviously you're the associate head coach. He said um, he watches every game like intently. He said sometimes when the puck gets dumped in the defensive zone, three players will kind of congregate to one player with the puck jammed against the wall behind uh, the net leaving passing lanes open. Is that part of the game plan? Uh, Strobes and Barry, what would you say?
4: Well, I'll say i i mean listen uh and strobe's a little more than i than I do, but um you know that's uh I agree that's a great uh, that's a great astute uh commentary by a fan right astute. there and um and and strobes and I are brothers, but uh, we we do have to have those defensemen yeah, I think that and you saw a little more patience right in the last couple of games, um not going uh behind because you can't score behind the net right and i think the kid you know the kids i think they are a little aggressive sometimes and uh and going and sometimes it would just you had two on one and then all of a sudden it went to the guy There's a soft spot f3 had a nice uh, goal from uh, uh people are sort of hitting those little areas and you know i think that i think over the course of the, the time I, you could tell that there were some changes made uh, but we have the guy here on the phone, so we can also... <laughs> him. But, uh, but uh, I agree. I think it's, uh, I didn't you know, want you to be
0: lonely over there, Richter. You know, I had to throw a question your way.
4: Hey, I, I think it's a great question. I, I, you know, I have the same question myself, and I, and, and I would like to see the D be a little bit uh, more patient if it, if it is one-on-one behind that. Net. But once again, you know, these guys are playing a certain way and uh Penn State's tendencies they have game tape they have a lot more stuff than just a casual fan which I am nowadays but go ahead stripes answer no, that
5: one it's a great question and and uh you know for someone to see that again they definitely know hockey because basically what we're trying to do is you're trying to you're trying to flood a defenseman into the corner on the puck you're trying to have F1 which is your first forward back assist in and basically double teaming that so we can we call it a shrink you can shrink the ice very quickly get to that opponent fast, eliminate, and then that helper is F1 to try to retrieve the puck and get your breakout going as fast as possible. Now what happens sometimes is people don't communicate, and from the time I coached Mites to Squirts to Peewees to high school, and I have coached them all, now even in college, guys don't communicate. They look at each other like, are you supposed to go? Am I supposed to go? And you still have to yell as a coach, or I should say, firmly say, you got to talk, guys. You got to communicate. So sometimes when they don't sort it out fast enough in a very fast game, um, basically you, you you over flood the area. You know, it's like a double team in basketball. Now you got you know three guys there instead of two, and a guy's open. So you, when we when we go back to our own end, we always say as coaches sort things out first. You know, first first defender to the strong side of the puck, first forward back. You're going to be the guy that's going to help and assist so you can double team that space the other people have to flood to the house and hold that area, which is the net front. And sometimes when you over pursue and you're and you're too excited and you think, Oh, I'm going, maybe he's going, he's hesitating. And they look at each other instead of talking, it can leave those little pop F3 soft areas open. And, and um, again, it's just working on it in practice, getting comfortable with each other as deep pairs and, and, and line combinations to do that. But, um, then you, and again, you got to have recovery with a goaltender, a good stick with a guy trailing back uh, to the house yeah. that can help recover. I hope that made sense to everybody. But yeah, it. Hey, I it's
0: feel like I just be, got smarter. I just got smarter strobes. It made sense <laughs> to me. Let's go, baby. Less
5: is more, but you have to know who's going and you have to yell that saying, I go and then I stay. And to me, Barry's exactly right. I always say you can't score from behind the net. Otherwise, you got goalie problems. You can't score from the sidewalls or you got goalie problems. So leave people in the dead ice. Help! Help! Uh, let let guys help uh, in recovery, and you don't have to over pursue too fast. I I don't mind a stall puck because then you at least have time for help.
0: You know, if you guys this this TV show doesn't work out later in your career, maybe you guys could be life coaches because I'm like I'm I'm like inspired right now. All right, before I let you guys go, uh, two two remaining questions. One on uh, Thanksgiving, I'll save that for the end. But right now, Arizona State coming up. Uh, obviously, you celebrate the sweep over Penn State, but you you forget it, right, Strobes, and you move on. What do we see against the Sun Devils coming up here on Saturday?
5: Oh, absolutely! It'll be another another war weekend. Uh, you know, they're very physical. They're very well coached. Uh, you know, they felt like they've had something to prove uh, the last few years uh, going Division One, and they've done very well. Um, obviously, it's a it's a good place to recruit to. You know, out in the sun and flip flops and T-shirts every day going to the rink, but for us. <laughs> Again, and I've said this in the last few years, you have to take care of how we play. And again, we know, we know every team we're going to face this year is going to be a good hockey team. The Big Ten is very strong. Um, you know, there's a lot of one-goal games that are going to occur. And again, we have to, we have to determine how our outcome is going to be by the way we play. And I think um, for us, we got to get on them early and often. I think we can expose our defensemen. Uh, I have watched them on paper against Michigan, and I feel like we're definitely a quicker team. And I think, again, if we can establish our floor check, and again, like um, we just talked about, make sure we're coming back into our D zone to create our offense and and come up together and seal areas, um, we'll have success for sure again.
0: All right, boys. Thanksgiving, obviously, on the docket. you got three pies in front of you, a pecan pie, a pumpkin pie, and an apple pie. You can only choose one. Which do you choose? Richter, we'll start with you.
4: But I'm always apple pie, a little and a lot of a la mode, and like a lot of I, the ratio is a big thing for me. The ratio of of ice cream to that apple pie is a big thing. Don't give me a cheesy scoop. You give me two or three scoops with that apple pie, and that's that's what I like to do. And then I'll 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 have a, I'll have a half of a couple bites of pecan yeah. and a couple bites of
5: pumpkin. So I'm gonna is coffee. I'm, I go all in. A little, a little coffee, too. You bet. Man. Yeah, how about you, Stro? <laughs> how about you, Stro? Wow. That's a, it's a good question. I get so <laughs> full during the turkey and the gravy and the stuffing that I don't have room for pie, to be honest with you. But if I had to choose one, I would probably do the uh, pecan pie and throw a little ice cream on top myself. Yes,
0: my, my brother. I'm a pecan pie yep. man myself. But Barry also dabbling all the other pies. All right, boys. Uh, my mom messaged me that she made a ton of lefsa. So... If you guys ever get an opportunity, I'll have some Lefse waiting for you. Okay, Boyos?
5: I heard is good with a good uh, Chardonnay. Is that right? <laughs> yeah,
0: you would be spot on, my friend. Or some Aqua V, which is a Norwegian uh, liquor as well. So there you go. Hey, guys, I appreciate your time. Good luck against Arizona State, and have a happy Thanksgiving, my friends.
5: Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Thanks so much for having us.
4: Always. Barry, Always. well, brother. Yep. Hey, boys, have a happy Thanksgiving. RJ, Nelly, Ebo, all the best to you and your families. Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll chat next week. Take care.
0: I love you guys. All right, see you guys. Those guys are too cool, man, too cool. All right, thanks to Barry Richter and Mark Strobel. We'll come right back. This is even better than getting a slice of extra pie. Our sports director, Zach Heilpern, joining us. Zach, good morning, my friend. How are we doing?
6: Doing fantastic. All
0: right, Zach, let me ask you, in front of you, uh, hypothetically speaking, in front of you, you have an apple pie, a pecan pie, and a pumpkin pie. Which one does Zach Halpern reach for to get a slice of said pie? Uh,
6: a Perkins peanut butter silk pie. That was not on the list, sir. <laughs> oh, that's that's your go-to, eh? That that is the money. That's the money pie. It's amazing. Really?
0: I I guess. What is it again? A Perkins? What?
6: It's it's at Perkins. It's like a peanut butter uh, silk pie. Like it's. Uh, wow, that sounds good. Like Reese's peanut butter, yeah. Oh, it's, it's good. I love so Reese's yeah. peanut butter. So um, yeah.
0: when it comes to that, that sounds pretty damn good. Have you ever had a pistachio pie? Uh, no. <laughs> that
6: sounds. But that sounds good too. It is.
0: It's divine. It's simply divine. Zach Halperin, oh you got something You got something really? No, I was
2: just gonna say. I think uh, Tiger preferred cream pies at the uh, Perkins too.
0: Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> got him. All right, Zach. Watch out. Um. <laughs> By the way, we're very thankful for you and what you do here for us at the Zone, Zach. It is a, uh, it is. I always describe it as a ray of sunshine in my dark and dreary life. So, thank you for doing what you do uh, for the Wisconsin sports aspect here on the Zone, Zach. Thank you. We're we're very thankful.
6: So, speaking of that, Zach, I'm I'm thankful for you, and eh, yeah, just you. Okay, Uh, appreciate that. no, oh, I, you you're actually you not. I appreciate that.
0: All right, Zach, you guys are amazing. I'm thankful that we finally got the Wisconsin Badger basketball season underway. But before we get to that, I am not thankful for PJ Fleck and the Minnesota Golden Golden Gophers. Excuse me, as the game against the Badgers has been canceled.
6: Ooh, it sucks, right? We all were looking forward to that. My only hope is that it can somehow, some way, be played in that Week 9, that Champions Week, and they can still play the game because it's the most important game, you know, especially when you're outside of the Big Ten West in terms of getting the title. It's the most important game on the schedule, and if you can't play it, that really, really sucks. Longest-running rivalry in college football. Get it done. Get it done, Big Ten. Get it done. uh, Yeah, get it done. Well, Zach,
0: who the the hell would Wisconsin even play out of the East for the Champions Week? Can't we just cancel that and say let's bring on Minnesota for X Week?
6: Uh, that's what Mark Coyle, the AD for uh, Minnesota, says, and I guarantee you Barry Alvarez be down for it as well. We'll just see if the Big Ten can get the head out, of, get their head out there, <clears throat> and uh, you know, make it happen. I'll, I'll say seen, it. Out of their ass. It, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It makes it makes way too much sense. Uh, just like. But so did uh, pushing the season back to late September, and the Big Ten didn't do that. So right. uh, making sense, waking, making way too much sense is not something that the Big Ten well, does on a regular basis. Who the hell would... Well,
0: let's say, let's say the Big Ten keeps their head firmly up their rear end. Who yeah. would Wisconsin play out of the East then? I mean, it's not going to be Ohio State. Would it be, like, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan? Like, who would it be, do you think? I know it's like kind of I, hard to say, but...
6: Yeah, I mean, there's three games left. Who knows? I mean, if there's, with so few games, things can change pretty quickly. I mean, right now... Uh, it would be Indiana because they're in second place, I believe. So it would be Indiana again. Uh, Wisconsin plays them next week, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it you you put that in there, you made it so uh, you had some flexibility there on the nineteenth. Might as well do it, and there's no reason not to make up any of the make up rivalry games. I mean, if, if something else gets canceled down here, make it happen. I mean, Maryland and Michigan State play that game they didn't get to play a game do it now
0: yeah i mean it, it makes too much sense um and look at this how does indiana stack up against the badgers well, i mean we were watching i was watching them against ohio state and they played the you know a hell of a game uh would indiana give wisconsin a pretty good um you know pretty good game
6: yeah i think it, do we think indiana's for real I mean i their their offense certainly is their defense kind of obviously struggled but against ohio state pretty much everyone every defense struggles um it'll be a good game i is Wisconsin healthy? Right? I mean does Wisconsin have its have its two odd receivers back? Kendrick Pryor tweeted yesterday that he would have been back this weekend, so at least they'll have him. And Danny Davis, you would assume, uh, would be back as well. So yeah, I think Wisconsin that'd be it's gonna be a fun game. Uh, Wisconsin's defense is um I think better than better than Ohio State, especially in the secondary. But, you know, Indiana is certainly gonna present a challenge next week.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I I was really curious to see how Wisconsin bounces back, too, after losing to Northwestern against Minnesota. I, I, I'm i under the full belief that Wisconsin just would have uh, demolished them. But the Indiana game is very intriguing to me. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully that'll play, and we'll see what happens. All right, Zach, but tonight we got ourselves a little matchup. Is it six games in a row on the Big Ten Network, and the final, the final, the matinee, if you will, will be the Wisconsin Badgers taking on Eastern Illinois at 9 p.m.? 11. Yeah,
6: can't wait. Kind of, kind of wish it was the first game, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you're it, a night it, it, owl. What's the matter? It's nine o'clock the night before Thanksgiving. Isn't there something else everyone else would be rather doing than uh, going to the Cole Center and watching basketball? I'm not going to complain. I get into you know being able to see some college basketball for the first time, and I believe it's uh, 267 days since they beat Indiana. This is going to be yeah. It's it's exciting that it's happening. Um, you know, just. A little bit earlier in the day it would have been
0: fine. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when it comes, we were talking a little bit because Wisconsin's favored by 19.5 points over Eastern Illinois. And uh, Nellie, who likes to throw around some gambling, some bets once in a while, said he didn't want to touch this because he doesn't know how Wisconsin would uh, fare, and neither no one really does against Eastern no. Illinois. Has Wisconsin kind of had this? Because um, Nelson's like, watch him win by like the teens, like in the low teens. And I kind of agree with them. How many times have we seen Wisconsin go out and kind of like. Barely scrape by some of these these lesser well, they're, teams. They're teams that you expect them
2: to win by thirty, and then the next thing you know, they win by sixteen. But it was a convincing sixteen.
6: <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I would. No, you're right. No, you're. I, I don't disagree. Uh, they, you know, it's a it's a interesting matchup. I'll say that right because we just don't we don't haven't seen Wisconsin, especially this Wisconsin, um, in as I said two hundred and sixty seven days. So what what. Does it look like what kind of lineups they're going to run it out? What what kind of uh, how much play are they going to get the freshmen? Are they going to use it as a as a tune up? Are they trying to get because they didn't have the secret scrimmage, they didn't have the exhibition game, so it's essentially you're just going based on what you've seen in practice. Um, and I think Greg Gard probably obviously is going to want to win the game, but he's also probably going to want to see what he's got in some of those younger players uh, in the freshman class. Now, these two teams played last year. Uh, in the Cole, in Kohl Center, and they Wisconsin won by 13. Yeah, So it wouldn't be a shock to see that, but this team is much better, I think we can all agree, right now than that team was uh, November 8th, just based on what we saw at the end of last year. Well,
0: what was it? The leading scorer in that game was Kobe King, and uh, Micah Potter wasn't playing. So it's going to be a different look, obviously, but you return a lot, everyone besides Pritzel, and yep. no offense to Ballard, but just Pritzel. Uh, looking at this, who is the player that we that you think Zach, that we should keep an eye on? Who's who's could take that next step? I know. I mean, we've seen these guys for a long time because as a senior, right. you know, you know, late in class here, who is the guy that take the next step to be like? This is the guy that's going to carry the Badgers far.
6: I don't know about carry them far, but important pieces because we know who the, the five seniors are, right? We know. Nate Reavers, Lean Ford, Brad Davis, and Demetri Trice, and, and Micah Potter. But who is it off the bench that's going to provide that spark? And I think Tyler Wall is probably the guy that you should probably keep an eye on. He's the one that's been talked about a ton here in the preseason practice. Uh, his shot apparently is looking better. He's put on some weight. He can guard almost every position on the floor. That is the guy that you know. I think you should be keeping an eye on. But then it's also some of the the, the, the true freshmen. We heard Greg Gard talk about which guys are, are going to play, uh, at least early. Steven Crowell and Ben Carlson. And Johnny Davis and um, excuse me John uh, yeah Johnny Davis, yep. those would be the three that you would want to in terms of the true freshman keep an eye on, but he he it, the consistency there with those guys isn't always there. They have a big day here and then they're not there the next day, but um, those four off the bench along with Trevor Anderson, I, I mean they can go deep they they are they are deep this year for sure.
0: Uh, definitely. I did not know this, that Nate Reavers needs 11 more blocks to become the program's all-time leader in that category. Um, uh, in your opinion, Reavers, are we going to see a lot more from Reavers coming forward uh, in this season here, Zach? Like, like, like have we yeah, seen he, his ceiling? Like he led, he,
6: I mean, he led, them, he led them in scoring last year. He was first rebounds. As, you know, Obviously, Micah Potter actually had more, but he technically didn't qualify because uh, he didn't play enough games. But Nate, I mean, Nate is a, a very good player, but he, sometimes, sometimes he uh, goes missing. Yeah. Right there, yeah. there are times where he goes missing. A guy who's six eleven should never have fewer than five rebounds a game, and, and he averaged fewer than five rebounds a game. So, those are uh, he needs to be a stronger rebounder, and he needs to not shrink and and uh, not show up. Uh, he needs to show up on a consistent basis. Being a senior, he needs that. Yeah, he needs to take. That next step in terms of just being there every night.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, a, a full season on Micah Potter underway. Micah Woo-hoo. Potter. Yeah. Oh yeah. What What is he? What do we expect from Micah Potter now that he's got a full season coming up under his belt? Is he the guy? Is he the guy to watch? You know, for the starters yeah, well, I mean, out there.
6: I think mean, everyone's excited to see what this team because we, what were they? Uh, was it fifteen and five or sixteen and five with him? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big of Micah Potter year.
0: guy. That guy's a high flyer.
6: Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. mm-hmm um <laughs> uh, look he he nearly became one of the first badgers ever to go ninety forty fifty uh in terms of you know shooting ninety from the free throw line, forty from three and uh fifty from the field, and he came up short um because he decided to miss some free throws late last year um, Should have
0: dunked it i mean his his Twitter handle Zach, is big jam underscore twenty three come on bro
6: yeah dunk it, dunk it dunk every it. time dunk it yeah i look with the, with him in there. That's why, to me, that's why they're a top 10 team, because he just makes them different than they were uh, without him in the lineup, and I would expect a lot of what we saw last year, the guy doesn't, he, like, he could miss 10 straight threes, and he's going to put one up the next time down. Like, he, he has no memory whatsoever in terms, or he has he doesn't let what happened the play before affect him later on uh, down the line. So I think where he needs to take the biggest step would be defensively. That was one of the reasons why they couldn't play Nate Reivers and him at the same time last year, because... Um, teams were just abusing them in the pick and roll, but um, hopefully for Wisconsin's sake, he has taken a step there.
0: Yeah, I'm a big. I'm a big. I'm a big butter guy, Zach. Hey, yeah, you yeah. Are. big uh-huh. jam, uh-huh. baby. I'm gonna. There's uh-huh. gonna be just a vicious, sick dunk tonight. Uh-huh. Everyone's gonna jump out of their couches at home, spill their brandy old fashioned everywhere. All right, Zach Heilprin, our sports, <laughs> our sports director, joining us right now. Uh, Zach, I know we've talked about it a couple times, but expectations for the Badgers. Are we looking at them? Would we be disappointed if they didn't? You know, repeat and win the Big Ten or a share of the Big Ten again.
6: Disappointed. I mean, there are a lot of good teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, Illinois was picked to win it. Iowa finished second. Wisconsin third. Michigan State's there. There are seven teams in the AP top twenty-five. Uh, it's as difficult as a conference as there is in the country, especially right now. I think it's probably. I think it's probably impossible to expect. It's to have, to be let down if something doesn't happen, it's 2020, man, and obviously going into 2021 with this team, you never know what could happen. Um, so I, I think obviously expectations are high. You want them to make a deep run. Uh, you wanted them to win the Big Ten. You want them to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. But I think it might be worthwhile being uh, just to hold yourself back a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> I don't just I don't like doing
0: that. I like I like jumping jump, in into
6: the deep end, Zach. Yeah, and then and then drowning when it doesn't go your way. Like, that's why you no, have I'm not the, the greatest swimmer. Uh, nut kick continuum, right? I mean, it's... Uh... Well, that's
0: not me <laughs> and jumping in the deep end. That's just Wisconsin sports as a whole, you know?
6: <laughs> right, right, right. But, like, if you don't let yourself get out there so much, it doesn't hurt as much when you get uh, kicked in the nuts. Zach, it but is better no.
0: to love and lost than to have never loved at all, my friend.
6: Okay. All right. Hey, you're a f- fans, right? fan, right? Fanatic. fanatic. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> but, but, but... Expectations in a normal year, yes, compete for the big ten, make it make it to the second week of the tournament, and hope you know and maybe a good matchup falls your way, and you make it to make it to the final four no, this I don't team has it, it. Yeah. this team has that this team has that kind of talent there's no doubt about it Zach Hopperno
0: sports director joining us right now, Zach i don't want to be doom and gloom, but I did see like John Rothstein tweeting out there's a ton of college basketball programs on hold, uh not sure what to do well, uh, I know it's conjecture we don't really know what's going to happen like. You know, six months from now, or a week from now, are we going to have a March Madness tournament? Please tell me yes.
6: I think I think March Madness will happen. <laughs> look, they, they they're already yeah, it's Bubbleville. I think they've already put the they've already got the trademark on it. Um, yeah, it's I think it'll happen. It may not look exactly obviously not. I mean, they've already put it all in Indianapolis, right? Like the yeah. entire thing is going to happen in Indiana. That's well, where the final four is going to be, right? Uh, is it is that where it was? Uh, it might be. I, I don't. I thought something. That just, I
0: think they're just going to bubble up there. All right, Zach. Uh, I want to change a little gears here. Um, I know you're a night owl, so enjoy 9 p.m. tip off. I know I will be. Maybe uh, if you're blessed enough, I'll throw a tweet your way or two. Uh, maybe you can.
6: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, Zach, uh, Sunday Packers Bears. Uh, what do you see happening in the oldest rivalry in the NFL? Are we going to see that that NFC North beat 'em up, you know, chew 'em up, spit 'em out kind of game, or can Aaron Rodgers and company? I have no compl- I have no issues with the Bears offense of them giving the Packers fits, but can the Packers offense you know solve the puzzle that is the Bears defense?
6: Block up Khalil Mack and uh, try and run the ball a little bit better than you have, and yeah, throw it. I think they're gonna I think they will. I think they have a chance to put up some points on the Bears defense. It's it's a good defense. I don't think there's a dominant defense in the NFL. I mean, maybe the best one was Indianapolis, and we saw what they did in the first half the other day. So yeah, I think I think they can put up some points and. Look, whoever's playing quarterback for the Bears, it's an <laughs> uphill battle. But we, you're, you're confident in the Packers' defense? Ever? Well, Say if you, time, if you trot time? out Nick Foles or Mitchell then Trubisky
0: or Tyler sure. Bray, sure, I'm confident.
6: Jake Luton it took them down to the wire.
0: I tried to block that out of my mind. I tried not okay, to think right. about Sorry. Jake Sorry. Luton. Sorry. When it, yeah, that all was right. a bad we, Sunday bad. for a lot yeah. of people. I, in oh, fact, I tried to deal with it so much, I might have overserved myself at the sports book in Dubuque, Iowa, Zach. I was told I was yelling. <laughs> I was told I was speaking very loudly.
6: Yeah, but then you hit the... You, I hit the, the four-teamer, baby. I hit the four-teamer. Yeah. All you had to do was get it straight up. Some, good.
0: some
2: people lost a lot. Some people were yelling very loudly. Some people lost coats and keys. Yeah. Some people <laughs> lost some
0: dignity. Others, you know, who knows? It was a tough the, the scene folks, for some. Those all, like,
6: those all sound like possibilities for Nelson. I don't
0: which, no, which one no you know,
2: just one of them was me and it wasn't the uh, the keys or the jacket Nelly or yelling oh, loud. Nelly did get a
0: little mad at me. Everyone was literally on the bus waiting to leave and Nelson's like, "I still have this game to play out to cash in my whatever it was." I will like, it's Dude. not that is not true.
6: <laughs> it sounds true. It, I'm going to I'm going to go with Evo. Evo doesn't lie.
0: Good point and it is true, Zach. I told Nelly, "I'm like get your <laughs> ass up. We're going to get out of here." <laughs> uh, Zach, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, man, and um a fun time covering the Badgers. You're going to be down at the Kohl Center, right?
6: Yeah, I'll be at the Kohl Center tonight and on Friday. night. Do you have to bathe wait.
0: in Purell before you go in there, or what?
6: Nope. Just. uh... Are you like in a uh, hazmat
0: suit? Like, what do they have you doing?
6: Yeah. yeah, no, it's a you know like the Breaking Bad when you're when you're cooking the math? Yeah, uh, yeah, those type of suits.
0: So, uh,
6: yep. do you, so you have a suit? Then have you been? I did. You, no, what, are you, like, what are you cooking up? You, you can rent those. You can rent those now. So you have like, an, yeah. Do you have? It, like, are you
2: uh, sure you want to rent them in these these days and age?
6: Hey, they they uh, they guarantee COVID free. So I I went well, ahead you, and you brought it.
0: up Breaking Bad and cooking meth, and you got the suit. Do you have a, a
6: crappy RV too, Zach? <laughs> the possibility. I don't know. I, I don't want to out you. you. I don't want to out you, you. What do you What do you think I'm using the zone vehicle for? I was wondering where there that are. thing was. It yeah. smelled
0: really bad the other day, too. All right, Zach, have a good Thanksgiving, man. We're very thankful for you. So, see you I'm later. thankful
6: for you guys. Thank you. Bye. See you,
0: buddy. There's our sports director, Zach Halpern. Good stuff there. <laughs> the sounds of Zeppelin can only mean one thing. We busted open. What's up, Robbie? How we doing, my friend? Dude, Rob, I am living on cloud nine, man. It is, uh, I'm living large and in charge. Got Badger basketball tonight. Uh, I'm trying to get over the fact that P.J. Fleck uh, and the Minnesota Golden Gophers couldn't control you know, their program. No Badgers, that's okay though. But we got Packers on Sunday. How are you doing, man?
3: I'm great. I'm great. And and, and I think P.J. is kind of a, a goofball myself, but you <laughs> know but th- th- this is largely self inflicted too, right? Wisconsin lost two games on its own account. So yeah. You you can't put all the blame here on PJ, but you uh you know, at least you know, to get to that to that six games. I th- I think we'd all be going a little more bongo's head, uh had Bucky beat Northwestern
0: yeah. this week. Yeah, then I then we would have had a lot of problems, Robbie. Oh my God! Yes,
3: sir. We'd all we'd all
5: be visiting PJ, wouldn't
0: we? <laughs> hey, Rob. Speaking of problems, what in the hell? Ha- I mean, you called it. You and I, I disagreed at the time just because I had my green and gold glasses on. But you said the Colts would probably come away with the win over the Packers. Well, it went to overtime. We saw what happened with Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, made some big plays though before OT. The fumble happened. Packers lose. Uh, what was your biggest complaint with the Packers and their loss to the Colts?
3: So, you know, I, I think you can point to a few different things there. Obviously, people will point to the fumble, evil. Um, the defense allowed six Colt scores in their last seven possessions of the game. I mean, think about that. They touched the ball seven times, and they find a way to score points on six of them. That's eighty-six percent of the time. So, I, I, again, we we go back and and it's the same old story, right? With that defense, is, is it good enough to win a championship? Probably not. And and they showed you that again on on Sunday um, e- evil. Honestly, my number one complaint and, and, and special teams is certainly in there too, evil. That that's, that's been a constant yeah. headache and a problem. Um, and again, Shepard puts the ball on the ground Sunday and it, and it gives the Colts a 28, 25 lead, their first lead of the game. My, my number one complaint, honestly, evil. And I, and I don't think a lot of people will share this is that green Bay needed to finish that thing off in regulation. Um, they reach the Colts. 15-yard line, evil with yes. 43 seconds left. I mean, that, that is a lifetime in 2020's modern-day NFL football. Um, and they spiked the football. They needed the downs there, evil. They didn't need the time. 43 seconds is a lifetime. Um, now on now on second and 10, after the spike, he, he goes short to Tanyan for seven yards, I think it was, setting up a third and three from the eight. Rodgers gets everybody set at the line of scrimmage, Evo at 23 seconds yet on the clock, okay? If he snaps the ball at 23 when everybody is set, he can go anywhere he wants on that football field, convert the first down. For example, he had Jamal Williams wide open on a check down in the right flat, okay? He can can take Williams over there on the right, throw it for four yards, get a first down, then spike the ball, and get yourself two more plays, Evo, to the end zone. Um, My point is the entire field there was open to Rodgers. Instead, he stands behind Elton Jenkins, until there's 12 seconds on the clock. Jenkins had moved to center, obviously, when Lindsay was hurt. It was 12 seconds on the clock, Evo, before he demanded the football. He stood there for 11 seconds as time ticked away. And I, and I still am trying to figure out, and, and, and we'll ask him that, I'm sure, today, what was what was the point of letting those 11 seconds tick away? And everyone said at 23, Evo, he didn't receive the snap until 12. Yep. Now, at that point in time, You've only got one option. You've got to go to the end zone, and and he's and he only has eyes for Devonte Adams in those moments. So he stared Adams down the entire time, like Jack Cohn would have stared down Quintez Cephas last year or something like that. Throw it to Adams, who was perfectly covered. He had tiny an open on the right side for a touchdown, and they failed to get the touchdown. Evil. They they should have had a walk off touchdown on that drive. The, the game should have never gotten to overtime. You know, after he hit the big the home run to Marquez Valdez Scantling. I mean, he he's still had a minute and ten seconds to go the final forty-seven yards. Again, just an absolute lifetime, and 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 they and they made their way to the fifteen. Evo by forty-three, they needed to finish the deal there. And their clock management down the stretch with the spikes and Rogers ticking away time was you no know bueno. was something was something that you know you'd expect from a rookie quarterback, not. You know, you might expect that from Jordan Love. You wouldn't expect that from Aaron Rodgers. And um, they, they absolutely botched that down the stretch, Evo. It's why it went to overtime. And Rodgers' career record in overtime, Evo, is 2-8-1. I was texting with somebody, and I, and I said, if this game goes to overtime, they lose because Aaron Rodgers doesn't win in overtime. And he doesn't. He's 2-8-1 in his career. He, he, he's not a closer. He didn't close again on Sunday. And at the end of the day, they will have a game like this somewhere in the playoffs, Evil, where you and I are sitting here in January talking about how they let one get away against the Rams or the Buccaneers or somebody like that. This is this is the Aaron Rodgers story And and unfortunately for Packer Nation, I don't think it's gonna have a a happy ending chapter.
2: Damn, Robbie, I'm with you there. That last possession in regulation. I brought it up briefly on Monday, but it was like, What what are you doing? Why are you letting all this time tick off? It wasn't good. I mean, he easily could have thrown with as much time that there was, instead of having to spike it right away, he could have went with an like a corner route or an out to Adams. He could've went over the middle and then spiked it, picking up another first down, putting you even closer. I didn't understand the clock management. I didn't know if that was what Lafleur wanted, or if that was Rogers, or what the heck was going on. But that Wasn't was good. terrible
0: management. Wasn't good, Robbie.
3: Yeah, Nelly, and I asked that after, right after the game, to uh, to Matt Lafleur, you know, on the Zoom calls that we do with these guys, and 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 he kind of just danced around the subject, didn't really answer it, and. Um, you know, and then on Monday he tried to put a lot of the blame for not having another call there ready on himself. He, you know what? He he's a smart guy. He he's not going to get into a public uh, war war of words with Aaron Rodgers and and throw the blame at Rodgers. I mean, Mike McCarthy was smart. He did that all those years. Um, but, guys, I would have to guess that that, that is a Rodgers maneuver. It's not a head coach telling him to spike the football. That that That's an Aaron Rodgers play in theory, I think, right there. I, I don't think we'll have a crystal clear answer to that because nobody's going to want to throw the other guy under the bus but, um, you know, a guy like Rogers, who's been around now 16 seasons, guys, he, he, and, and he's smart as a whip. I mean, you could throw 13 numbers at him and, you know, and, and, and he would multiply and divide them every which way possible. I mean, he's terrific with numbers. He's terrific with math. He can calculate this stuff as they're working down the field, probably quicker, guys, than, than anybody, uh, in the game. And actually, Matt LaFleur's got a, a remarkably good math mind himself where he can, where he can do a lot of quick things and thinking with numbers too. So, you know, guys, I guess whoever's at blame, whether it's the quarterback, the coach, both of them, um, it's almost inexcusable because they're both so good with numbers and, and, and they're both so quick on their feet that clock management should not be an issue for these two guys. Um, it, it, it's not like a lot of coaches who, who struggle to do math and who struggle to do some of this, some of this quick thinking stuff with, with games on the line and the clock management aspect of it. But, but these two failed miserably guys down the stretch. And, and I know there's a lot of other reasons they lost the football game, but you watch later on that night. Exact same situation, exact same score, actually, Ebo. 31 28, the Chiefs trail the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes gets the ball with a minute 40 to go. And what does he do? He leads the Chiefs down the field and he hits Kelsey with a 25 yard touchdown to win the game, right? He, he's a closer. Aaron Rodgers isn't. And that's the difference right now between those two organizations.
0: Damn, Rob Reichel just bringing the fire today, brother. Rob, I had a complaint. I, I mean, 2020 is such a mind F. Left is right, right is wrong, up is down, black is white. Matt LaFleur in that fourth-and-one call where he totally botched it, that's like a Mike McCarthy move for the Packers. Instead, you got Mike McCarthy winning with a backup quarterback. When have we ever seen that? 2020's wild, Rob. I look at that fourth-down call, and I feel like that was another reason why they lost the game as well.
3: Well, the only, the only reason I'll disagree with you on that, Evo, is they did get the ball back then and 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 the Colts didn't score again. I mean, remember, it was 31-28 when he went for it on fourth down. Yep. Um and 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 I'm with you. Um run the you, ball. You, I would say run the freaking ball, dude. You you've got what you believe are, you know, two high-level running backs. You you've got a you've got a really good offensive line. You just paid your left tackle uh, more money than any offensive lineman in the history of the game, right? You, yep. You've got you've got a center who's clearing things out in the middle. Um so yes, I, I would have run the ball myself. Ebo. The, the only thing, the only reason though, I'll say that that play, and I know a lot was made of that play, um, that that particular play did not lose them the football game because they still got it back with what a minute and a minute some what was yeah. a minute minute thirty or something when they started at their six. Actually, maybe a minute twenty five, and and on the third play is when Rogers found MVS, you know, for forty seven, and they went from the six. To the uh, to the Colts forty seven. I mean, they made up half the field, people yeah. in, in one throw there. So, no, I, again, I, I I think the play call was 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 incorrect. I, I think the execution was bad as well. Um, but that's not what lost them the game because they still got the ball back and had plenty of time to drive down the field and actually found themselves sitting at the Colts 15 with 43 seconds to go. I mean, at that point in time, I, I think the Colts would have written a blank check to get to overtime. <laughs> and, um, and Green Bay absolutely blew it, not, uh, not finishing that game off in regulation. And, and Evo, the real killer in all that for the Packers too was going to wind up being. We're going to sit here in six weeks when the Packers are the two or the three seed or something like that, and we're going to be saying, you know, had they beat Indy in in week 11, they would have been the number one seed. We're going to look back, I can almost guarantee, in a month and a half and say that was the game. It cost them the number 1 seed, a bye, and home field advantage all through the playoffs.
0: Oh, God. All right, Rob is joining us right now. Robbie, let's uh, advance the story then. Sunday, prime time, you know, Sunday Night Football, the oldest rivalry in the NFL, the 201st meeting, the Chicago Bears come to Titletown. What do you see happening (laughs) as, I don't even know who's going to play quarterback for the Bears. Does it matter? Are the Packers going to tune them up, or is it one of those games? It's a rivalry game, an NFC North game, anything's possible.
3: Well anything is possible as we as we found out a few years back when you remember when they got uh it, it was a I think it was a Sunday night game maybe it was a Thursday night game I know it was a rain it was a night game in the rain and they and they got Brett Favre and Bart Starr back together Ugh, with with Aaron gross. uh you know for for that particular game, that game and, stunk. and the Packers were I'm sorry That
0: game stunk
3: Rob I'm trying to forget about Yeah it. I mean that, that 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 was another that was another night where Green Bay was a huge favorite and and, and, and didn't and didn't finish the deal and, and lost that night to the Bears. Um, you know, guys, even a year ago when Chicago struggled and, and, and Green Bay went thirteen and three, those two games were close. It, it was ten to three in Chicago and it was twenty one to thirteen in Lambeau. I, I would expect a similar kind of game. Probably more like the twenty one thirteen kind of game, Evo. Um I, I, I will say this. The Bears play defense as as well as almost anybody in football. They're they're right there with with the Steelers and, and the Colts and, and Tampa Bay and the Rams and, and people like that, that that you would not want to see uh, in the playoffs. The problem is it's, it's the worst offense in football. And, <laughs> and you, you hit on it, Evo. It, it, it does not matter, I don't think, who plays quarterback. Uh, the running back, I think, is going to be back, Montgomery. He's pedestrian at best. They have one playmaker in the passing game with Allen Robinson, who, you know, he, he he would play and be a number one on, on half the teams in the league. But then, you know, then they don't really have a two or a three there. They've got that glut of tight ends who, um, you know, for the most part, doesn't scare you a whole lot. That rookie, Cole Komet, I think, has got a chance to be a good player, yeah, he's but he's not good. there yet. He's pretty good, and and he's going to be a nice player. But, again, the offensive line is below average. I mean, this, this is the kind of game where Mike Petton's defense gets healthy, where all of a sudden they jump four, five, six notches in all the in all the categories you look at, total defense, run defense, interceptions, whatever, after getting healthy against a team like the Bears, where deep down I think, you know, if Packer Nation is honest with themselves, they know it's not a championship defense. And if they see Seattle or New Orleans at the playoffs, a team like that's probably going to hit them for 37. But, um, you know, come Sunday night, Evo, you know, the Bears will give Rodgers and that offense some problems, but at the end of the day, Green Bay is way more on the offensive side than, than Chicago does, and and I would think it's going to be a game like that. I I would say like twenty to ten Green Bay evil.
0: Nice, I like that. Rob Roster joining us, Robbie. A couple more questions before I let you go and off on your yeah. merry way to get all fat and sassy off some turkey and some gravy and some taters. Uh, Rob, what the hell is going on with Preston Smith? Uh, R- Nelly over here like months ago was saying, or not months ago, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago was saying, man. Preston Smith's looking like he's already been attacking the Thanksgiving dinner table uh, early. He's looking a little thicker, looking a little slower. Is Preston Smith Rashawn Gary's has better numbers than Preston Smith and limited more, more or less snaps than Preston Smith? Is Preston Smith something we should be worrying about for this Packers
3: defense? Well, I'll say this: you're only going to worry about him for the next two months, and and. At the end of the at the end of the season, he'll be sent on his merry way. They pick up twelve million dollars in salary cap savings if if they move on from Preston Smith after this season, and and they will do that because right now, um, they're forecasted to be somewhere between sixteen and eighteen million dollars over the salary cap after signing Bakhtiari and then getting to the you know getting getting uh, a full roster together. they they're, they're going to be in salary cap hell this winter. Um, or this off-season Evo, and they're going to have to get rid of two or three high-priced contracts. Preston Smith is clearly the number one guy I'm sure that they have circled because he's, he's going to save them $12 million if, if they move on from him. And, and they'll go into next year then with Zedarius and Rashawn Gary. The encouraging thing there is Rashawn Gary has put together now back-to-back really terrific games. Um, he was outstanding against Jacksonville, was a closer there, and he was just a consistent nuisance and presence in the backfield last week against the Colts. Like you said, those are things Preston Smith has not been. Um, I think, what are we sitting here at? Ten games now. He's got one and a half sacks. I think he's got four or five quarterback pressures. I mean, the, the numbers are abysmal yeah. for, uh, for a guy who's on a four year, $52 million contract, Evo. And, um, I know he's playing about 80% of the snaps and Gary's at about 45. It wouldn't shock me down the stretch here if, uh, you know, if those numbers both ended up where they're reaching that 65% range or Gary even starts to usurp him in, uh, in, in playing time because Gary is outperforming him right now. And at the end of the day, when you're chasing a divisional title, maybe a conference title, and, and in theory a Super Bowl, you've got to get your best players on the field. And right now, Gary's better, right? Gary has played better than Preston Smith.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Robbie, before I let you go, you know, we're going to check out your work at Forbes.com. We're going to follow you on Twitter at Rob Reichel. Let me ask my man, though, Robbie, you got a pumpkin pie in front of you. You got a pecan pie in front of you. You got a, an apple pie in front of you. Which one does Rob Reichel reach for?
3: The pumpkin, and it's gone in about nine seconds. Oh.
0: See, I'm, a, I'm a pecan man myself, Robbie. Then I would go <laughs> pumpkin, then apple.
3: <laughs> I've been buying pumpkin pies for about the last month just to get the spirit.
0: I love it, Rob. Um, Rob, I want to thank you so much. We're very thankful for you and all your awesome Packers takes and uh, for joining us on these airwaves. And we wish you a very happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, Robbie.
3: Well, right back at you, my friend. It's a pleasure to join you every single week. And uh, it, 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 honestly, it's honestly, it, it's one of the 15 or 20 – most enjoyable uh, period, 15, 20 minute periods of my week. It's, it's a blast, people. Well,
0: well, we we appreciate it. We, I don't even know what to say. You got me blushing now, Robbie. <laughs>
3: Thanks, man. We appreciate
0: it, man. Have a good one. Thanks, good See you, me. man. There he is, Rob Reichel. Forbes.com. I love that guy. Robbie always stirring the pot. Love it.